0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the late edition of the Come To Him podcast.
1: Better late than never.
0: Better late than never.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I, and I, I guess I should just say, I think everybody knows this, but sometimes you just have weeks where the schedule just kind of catches up to you and just things just pop right in the middle and you're like, you know we got to punt. So punt.
0: did you, do you upload the Wednesday night studies that you and I do for Scott's, do you upload them to Come To Him? Yeah. You don't know what happened? You don't know something that happened? What? Me and you, Monday, we were both wearing red collared shirts. And today, we're both wearing navy blue t shirts. (laughs) 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 I literally just noticed that as soon as we transplanted. (laughs) Now that you say that,
1: (laughs) I did notice the other day on the video that we were both wearing red. Yeah, I noticed it during the video. I noticed
0: it during the video, and I thought, oh, man. And then as soon as we started. So, this is a new thing we're doing.
1: We're trying to coordinate Mm -hmm. on here uh, to look even better.
0: Well, if you've ever been to camp, all the counselors wear the same shirt yeah and so since nobody like gets to official. go to camp this year we're like on staff we're like hey we should all wear the same shirts
1: you know last video the teaching on wednesday night you suggested that we all wear swim trunks yeah so it seems like a running theme that you're suggesting what we wear
0: it's because i miss camp <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. well
1: i'm i'm glad to be able to do this i look forward to the podcast and uh uh,
0: if you're listening only on the podcast, me and GJ
1: are wearing matching shirts. Not totally, <laughs> almost.
0: It's pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, this is
1: actually probably one of the few times that I wore a t-shirt. Yeah, and I usually wear collared shirt. Wednesday
0: was one of the few times that I wore a collared <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I've actually wore it twice this week because I wore it Monday because I thought we were going to do the podcast. We didn't do the podcast. And then today, I didn't know we were going to do the podcast. You just showed up
1: and said, Hey, I'm full of surprises. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm full of surprises. Yeah,
0: it's always (laughs) on your
1: toes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking about peace this week.
0: Man, jumping right into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How What, 215? Yeah,
0: I don't really have anything else to talk about. Well, we can talk about. So, uh, dude, okay, me and Ariel, me and my wife, we just moved here. And uh, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Scottsville, it, it, part of it sits right on the lake, and so we live right close to the lake. Mm-hmm. And this week, uh, some of our family has been vacation at the lake, so every day when I get off, we just go to the lake. It's been nice, awesome. Nice. It's been really cool.
1: So uh, I'm surprised you're not more sunburnt than you are. Yeah, Do you no, get sunburnt? Uh,
0: yeah, I got freckles, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get sunburned pretty bad. But my wife is really good at uh making me wear sunscreen.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah,
0: she's like sunscreen police.
1: Yeah, I. That's one. I guess probably one reason why I don't like you know the leg too much and stuff like that because I get fried, but I hate sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Just makes you feel like a big grease ball.
0: Mm-hmm, it does, but. You enjoy the water without getting burnt.
1: That's true.
0: I saw, okay, so we were out in the water swimming. We, like, anchored the boat. We were swimming. My aunt decides us to tell us about this movie. It was a terrible idea. That these people go swimming in the lake off their boat, and nobody puts the ladder up. And, like, they all just, the whole movie's about them just in the water, and they can't get back on the boat because <laughs> the is not there.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> that didn't happen, did it? No. Okay. No, thank good. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds but like a boring movie.
0: I have a kind of an interesting <laughs> uncle. Like he's very interesting. Okay. And uh when we were telling this story, he started trying to climb in the boat without the ladder. He was like, I bet <laughs> I can do it. That sounds like something <laughs> I would do. Did he, he do it? No. Oh. He was like, I'd have to get scars on my belly. <laughs> 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 he he wouldn't mind me saying Might this. Might be worth it. He though. wouldn't mind me saying this. He's so interesting. So they rented a cottage at the state park. And we got there Monday night just to hang out with him. And and he was yelling at his wife. He's like, Vicky. They got real glassware in here. And he like opened a drawer and was like, "Oh my goodness, it's silverware!" <laughs> and at one point he said, "Vicky, you got to come see this." And I thought it was like a bug or a mouse or something. He was like, "I got things you can measure with." It was just measuring cups, <laughs> but he, it was like he was at Disney World, just roaming around in well, the kitchen.
1: I'm glad. It, you know, sometimes I feel like if we all lived. Dude, he that way. I, I wish we would I could. be happy.
0: I wish I could. I was telling I was telling his wife, Vicky, I was telling her, I was like, That just made me laugh. He's like she said, Jonathan, I can cook him tuna fish from a can and he'll brag about it for two days. Yeah. this it was he'll be like, Man, my wife fixed me a feast last night <laughs> <laughs> and it was just tuna fish. <laughs> That's how we all should be. <laughs> I agree. I wish I had a little bit more of that in me.
1: Speaking of that, uh cooking. I got a grill this week.
0: Oh yeah, you did.
1: Uh I cooked hot dogs on it last night. Because that's all we had. We bought the grill <laughs> with nothing to grill.
0: Forgot forgot about the...
1: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we're going to use it more. Because we were... We had a fire pit with uh, one of those, like, grill things that went over the mm-hmm, fire. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to light the fire and that whole ordeal. And it just, you know, just it cooking out. It usually
0: just, like, torches the outside and the inside's still raw.
1: Well, yeah. So, the last time <laughs> I tried to cook... Do you call them kebabs or skewers? Kebabs. Okay. So, I tried to cook kebabs on the uh, fire Mm -hmm. and it was basically like we were eating charcoal (laughs) 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 because you can't control like how much the flames hit you got to get it down in there for it to get hot enough to even cook and nobody's getting salmonella tonight no it was bad (laughs) but i Probably had whiter teeth afterwards because you know charcoal's supposed to whiten yeah. teeth. Yeah, great. dude, I feel like the first five minutes <laughs> yeah. of this is just useless. <laughs>
0: oh man, I think it. I think it gets people to the middle. I think it gets them Maybe. to where the good stuff is. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, like just my wife doesn't like it. cherries, man. You gotta get that cherry off the top of the ice cream every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was probably terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, we were on peace this week. Uh, we're actually we only got uh, two more weeks in Philippians, um, and so let me pull up my notes here. Um, so we were in Philippians chapter four. Uh, we were in verses four through nine. Is that right? I have the points. Yep. I don't. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, and the points you had here were rejoice and and ch- tell me if these have changed. Changed. Uh, rejoice, rejoicing, and graciousness bring a spirit of peace. Praying and thankfulness brings a mind of peace and dwelling on holiness brings a life of peace.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that, uh, one of the thing, one of the things that I thought was cool about this is how all throughout this passage, you see like different elements of peace presented, like the life of peace, mind of peace. You don't actually see it, you know, straightforward in the passage, but it's that idea is there, like having a life of peace or a spirit of peace or a mind of peace different parts of our lives need peace. And if you think about it, for a lot of us, we, we may just deal with one area of our life needing peace or all of these. You know, for some people, it's the idea of worry. And so it's always just their mind is just constantly needing peace and, and at uneasiness. Some people, it seems to be like outer circumstances that um, are hard to deal with, some things that you just absolutely can't control and so you have no peace. And so just having that spirit of peace in the midst of those circumstances that you have no control over um, uh, is important. And then the idea of a life of peace would be like a situation where you are creating the turmoil for yourself, maybe because of your sin or whatever uh, bad decisions you made. It just seems like, man, my life is just not at peace because of inward things or, or decisions that I personally made, and so just needing that peace. And so what I love about this passage is there are answers for all three of those situations uh, in this passage, and um, I'll just read it, Philippians 4, uh, beginning in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you've learned and received and heard from me and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. And so all throughout this passage, you have the idea of peace presented and Paul basically just giving some some pointers on how to live your life and in doing so, you will have peace and not because like how you live generates it, but because God is working that peace in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. One thing that I've, and we've talked about this before, sometimes after sermons, but um it seems like we picked this out probably two or three months ago to go through the book of Philippians, but, um, it seems to be really relevant. Like, and it seems like almost sometimes some people may think, well, GJ was just being topical here when really that's just what the scripture gave us at that time. That's how like divine and sovereign God is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think,
1: you know, the only thing, so really in praying about what God was leading me to preach as I began the Philippians series, The one thing that I had in my mind is I thought, okay, Philippians is about unity um, and the importance of unity as a church. And I thought, okay, when we're out from this virus for two or three months and we all come back in, we need to come back in more united than ever, that this Mm -hmm. two or three months may divide us. I had no idea that this would still be going on here. It's July and Mm -hmm. you know, probably maybe 40% of the church has decided to come back and the rest are still you know, taking precautions and that kind of thing. Um, and so the unity, yeah, that was important thing, but there are a lot of other things in this like peace. Um, we see, uh, in a couple of weeks on the tail end of it, uh, a church who has been, uh, faithful to support ministry. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks volumes, um, of what's going on, uh, at our church. I think, um, uh, just some other situations and I'm, I'm just trying to think back on some other things, but, uh, did you think of anything other, in, other, like in particular situations? Uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to. I know off we, the top of my head. I know I we've I, had at least like three I phone calls have, where yeah. you'll
0: call, and uh, oh, uh, even last week, um, me and GJ were sitting down with someone and they were sharing something with us, and then it, it just happened to come up in that passage. Yeah, and it was like, man, that's what they needed to hear. Yeah, and, and that yeah, was it's really just, cool. Well,
1: and the other thing I, I love about preaching straight through in a book is um, not only does God work things, uh, like that out where it just falls. Uh, then we've talked about this several weeks. Like we would never, like, if you were just picking a passage to preach, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be like, Oh, let me go to Philippians four beginning in verse four, or let me go to, you know, whatever.
0: Even especially last week, like that was, I think you preached on uh, one through three. Like you would have never preached that. Because what
1: happens is as you're, preaching, you just kind of go for the low-hanging fruit, and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this is easy to apply, so I'm going to preach that, and so what other passage is easy? So you just pick the low-hanging fruit in Scripture when you're going topically and just saying, I'm just going to pick whatever's easy to apply. Well,
0: even, and I know you don't preach like this, and you would even probably discourage preaching like this, but if you get a topic and then say, all right, what Scripture supports this topic, Um, and I know you would discourage that, but you would never come up, you would never cross some Scriptures that need to be preached on you would never cross those yeah
1: i think that kind of preaching uh sometimes can be necessary um you know i think obviously when you're dealing with christmas easter Mm, you know you're going to preach about those things but also like if there's some kind of a a tragic thing that's happened like i know some pastor friends of mine um diverted from their teaching uh series and they preach uh expositionally like i do um but they diverted from that for like a week or two and preached on like you know, where's God in the midst of the Mm -hmm, coronavirus mm -hmm. and stuff. And they, they did a topical thing like that. Um, but as a steady diet, I think what we're going through right now is so good because it not only leads you to stuff you wouldn't normally choose, but it leads you to stuff that you wouldn't choose not only because it's like, um, not, uh, because you have to dig into it more for application, but also it leads you to passages that you're just like, ah, I got to preach that, you know, like (laughs) that's, that's a hot button issue. I don't know if I want to say that or like, but when you're just going straight through dealing with God's word, then, it doesn't give you excuses or reasons to mm. skirt around certain texts. Yeah, you
0: can't just preach Philippians 2 and then jump to 4. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> We're going through the book of Philippians. Let's skip chapter 3.
1: <laughs> so that, I guess, you know, I don't know that that's why necessarily our listeners came here was to hear kind of a philosophy of preaching, but I think it is uh, so important to understand, like, the Bible is, is so important, and it's so important that we get all the Bible has to offer and not just kind of like, you know, most, most of the time we'll see like a verse on Instagram or a verse on Facebook or whatever. And they just kind of hop around and we never get the Mm -hmm. Bible. And we talk about this a lot. We never get the Bible in context. We never uh, deal with the passages that, you know, it's not very Instagrammable to post a rebuke on Instagram with Mm -hmm. flowers and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, A lot of times you don't deal with those tougher passages if you just hop around. So I like going through like this. Well,
0: I think our listeners do care because it emphasizes the not only what we're doing and kind of explain what you're doing preaching, but also think like you just said it helps you study the Bible and Mm -hmm. helps you realize, hey, look, if I'm just picking some of these quotable verses, I'm getting not much of the Bible. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, let's jump in. Um, So in verse five. It says that the Lord is near, and you you drew some focus to this, but I want to ask a question. Um, In certain circumstances, the Lord doesn't feel near, and and people that are listening or watching, you probably can relate to that where you've been through a time where the Lord doesn't feel near. How can we cling to this promise?
1: Well, I think uh, part of the answer there, I think, lies in your question, the fact that it's a promise. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we remind, first we remind ourselves of that, mm-hmm. that it's a promise. Um, and not just like in one random place in the Bible, but <clears> multiple <throat> places in the Bible we see that God is with us. And I, I made the, uh, the point in Matthew twenty eight twenty. It's one of the very last things that Jesus said to the disciples. I'll be with you. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So this idea of God being near all the time, forever until everything comes to an end he's near is a promise that we cling to we hold to and you know we remember it and what's awesome about the fact that it's a promise is that there's nothing like on our end necessarily that we have to remember or keep in mind or whatever for God to fulfill his promise he does it um there are times though like you said um the idea of feeling God's presence is, you know, and I think we, if we all were honest, we would say that as we go through life, that we've had moments that we just like felt this overwhelming. And we talked about the idea of like manifest presence mm-hmm. of God, like just an overwhelming sense of God being near. And then there are moments that we feel like God is a million miles away one of the things that we see in scripture is the idea of draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. I think that, um, you know, looking on some moments, I think we can say that some of those moments maybe have to do with really our spiritual health and perhaps that we've been neglecting time with God. And so for that reason, we're not, um, as apt to sense the spirit moving in our lives and those kind of things. I think another thing to keep in mind is, You know, we talked about some external things causing uh, anxiety in our lives and stuff. And sometimes those voices can get totally overwhelming to us um, when we feed into that even more so than we're feeding into the voice of God. And we allow that to overtake. And that seems more near than God does. So we have to rest in this promise to know that. And some of the other things like, you know, and we just look at Scripture and see all these promises. Romans 8.28 uh, and this is you know, probably a verse that many people can quote verbatim. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And we know that God can take bad situations and turn them into good. Uh, and so he's near to us. He's going to, even in our bad situations, because he's near, because his hand is always at work, he's going to even work good in those situations. Um, but I love, as you continue in Romans 8, verses 31 and 32, Say, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? And so here's this idea of like, you know, if you ever feel in your life like you're alone or you feel like, you know, God, God doesn't care about this situation. Where is God? The Bible says he's near. Where is he? have to remember that for those um, who are in Christ who are children of God God it says here that he loved us so much that he sacrificed his own son for us and so if God was willing to do that why wouldn't he do like what this says is why wouldn't he also grant with him grant us everything like everything's going to be, like, we're going to be co-heirs with Christ. And, it, like, mm-hmm. this is a, a a promise that everything's, but if God loved us so m- much in that way, why wouldn't he see to it that he works things out for good? Why wouldn't he be near to us? Why wouldn't he, uh pro- like, fulfill his promise to walk with us through difficult times? He will. And we have to know that. It doesn't always mean, like I said, everything will work out exactly how we want it or even good in our eyes. But we have to remember that even in those moments that God's going to walk through those valleys with us.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Two things. One, you said um, the Lord draws near to those who draw near to him. Um, And I I think that's important to remember. If we were to poll most people who would say, hey, when did you... When, when have you felt like God wasn't near, the Lord wasn't near to you? I'm sure they would bring up a difficult circumstance or or, or, or some difficulty. It would, probably wouldn't be one of the happiest times of their life. I would just assume that. Um, and I think it's important to remember to draw near to the Lord always. Always mm-hmm. draw near to him. Always um, be in his word. Because when those things happen it is less likely that you personally will fear, feel that he's not near. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, you kind of mentioned this, that we do need to remember, and I, and I was actually going to read this. We were talking before the show, um, Romans eight twenty eight. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Our definition, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but our definition of good and God's definition of good are a little bit different, and our view of good can sometimes be worldly good. Um, and I just wanted to share this. I know many of you know that me and my wife, we lost a daughter in May, um, and this was actually on her, um, I don't know what they're called, the, the the memorial they give you when you're there. Um, and we were talking with the pastor, and, and we were telling him that this verse kind of got us through, That because the good news in that wasn't that we lost a daughter. The good news in that is that she was, she was rescued by Jesus, and she is with Jesus. That's the good news. The good news is that Jesus died so that me and Ariel can one day be united with him. That's the good news there. Mm-hmm. That's the good plan there. And it would have been really hard, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to, to just use an example. It would have been really hard for me and Ariel, me and my wife, to cling to that if we weren't near to the Lord before that happened. Mm-hmm. That would have been really difficult. Yeah. And we would have probably felt, where's the good in this? hmm um, if we would have never known Jesus, where's the good in that? You say the you say that everything works for good. How in the world is losing a daughter good? But because we had drawn near to him, we could see that good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, you know, like like you said, we made that analogy before in the past of like trying to board up everything in the middle of mm-hmm. the hurricane yeah. before the hurricane then rather than mm-hmm. before it comes. And so, you know, it, it's about even if, if you're not walking through something difficult, it's about uh staying close to the Lord and drawing near to him and, um, you know, how, how we respond so much through, uh, adversity and how we respond so much, uh, through our sin is an indicator of what we believe about God. Are we running to God in the midst of that? Or are we running from God in the midst of that? You know, whenever we find ourselves in sin, do we run to him in repentance? Do we run to him in, mm-hmm. in confession or do we run away from him? and try to hide it or try to make excuses or whatever. Same is true with adversity. Same is true with things that bring worry in our lives. Um, Are we running to God and drawing near to God and saying, God, please help me with this. I'm clinging to your promises. Are we running from him, blaming him, pointing fingers at him, Mm -hmm. saying this is all your fault? How how could you let this happen? When the reality is, and we talked about this before uh, we started, that the reality is all the brokenness that we face in this world is our fault, mm-hmm. like all of it. And, and directly or indirectly, I mean, it, and what I mean by that is sin. We marred the world with sin. And so really it's because of God's grace, his mercy, his love that he walks with us, even through this messed up world that we made. And he provided a way out. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, Great, great love. And, um, again, point back to Romans eight twenty eight 28 uh, through, like, verse 32, 33, right in there. Um, some great verses.
0: Yeah, and I want to encourage you today. There may be some listeners, and, and we always want to approach it this way, that may not know Jesus and, and may be blaming him still. I, I think sometimes we get this from people that don't know the Lord are often to say, where is he? Where is your God? Um, I want to encourage you today that if you do feel like where is God in all this, you, you you really will feel that way until you come to him. Um, and I don't say that as a joke, <laughs> but really you will feel that way until you I come feel to like him. every
1: time we say come to him on here, it seems like a pun, but <laughs> it it's does, really not. Yeah. That's why we chose the name mm-hmm. of the ministry because that is the ultimate goal is we want people to understand whether you're, you know, whether you're a believer now or not, like in all answers in life, like come to Jesus. And um, he invites everyone. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And um, I think that rest could be also accompanied with peace a lot of times.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, this is a uh, last question. Yeah, last question. Um, Paul said, let me turn back because you focused on this a good bit too but it made me have this question. So Paul said in verse 6, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to the Lord. Do you really think Paul meant don't worry about anything? Wouldn't we be wouldn't we be like in a crazy mess if we said don't worry about anything? So let me give you an example. My mom watches the podcast. She claims that me and my sister and all of our family, we'd be dead if she didn't worry about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, if I didn't worry, y'all wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Is Paul really telling us here, hey, don't worry?
1: So uh, I made the joke in the middle of the sermon that anything in Greek means anything. Um, I think on on some of the English, like don't worry, for example, how you you understand the word worry Mm -hmm. in your mind sometimes helps or hurts with the definition. I think the same is true about uh, you could argue like being, proud or prideful. Like, you know, I, I think most parents would say, I'm proud of my kids, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, we know there's a sinful type of pride, mm-hmm. but the idea of being proud and, and being pleased, I think that, that idea is not sinful. Mm-hmm. And so it's how, how you define, I like the, uh, the way that, um, the ESV, I believe, um, speaks to this and it says, um, do not be anxious about anything. So when you think about worry and associated with anxiety or anxiousness, I think that is true that we shouldn't have anxiety or Mm -hmm. be anxious about anything. And I like that rendering. When you think about worry in connection with concern, I'm not, I don't necessarily think he, he means don't be concerned about anything. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, you know, like don't even just sit back and Relax in your hammock and all day, every day, and don't yeah. be con- don't take yeah. concern with anybody's issues or problems or anything. Like, because I was looking up some other verses here um, before we got started. Some things like, uh, and th- this is from the ESV, but First uh, Timothy five eight. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. We got to have some concern for our family, yeah. right, and take care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, James one twenty seven. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their afflictions and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Proverbs twenty eight twenty seven: whoever gives to the poor will not want, but he who hides his eyes will get many a curse. Um, then, uh, I mean, you could just go on and on. There are multiple things like the idea of being concerned for those who are in need and caring for others. Yes, we should worry about those things, mm-hmm. but a worry and a concern, not, be, not as far as anxiety. And so First Peter 5, 7, uh, which I quoted Sunday, the idea of casting your cares on him, for he cares for you. Um, in the ESV, it renders it casting all your anxieties on him, for he cares for you. So it's, it's more of like when, when we're talking about don't worry about anything, it's more from an anxiety perspective Mm -hmm. and so i would say yeah that's true Mm -hmm. that we shouldn't stay up all night worried anxiety because if that if we're doing that then we're showing a lack of trust in god who has promised to take care of those situations
0: i had a guy he told me once because i i was having this discussion with him and and because i do think about him says don't worry about anything we should we should worry about some stuff but where's the line you know like you said where does it go from concern to anxiety and he had some really wise words for me he said where are you glancing and where are you gazing? And if you're gazing on those worrisome things, then that's where it's a problem. But if you're just glancing at them and you're gazing on God, that's what that's when it's okay. If you just if you say, "Hey, look, I got to handle this situation. I got to do this. I got to provide for my family. I need to take care of the poor." But you're gazing at God and you're gazing on him. That's where it's good. Yeah. Um I
1: I, I listened to a sermon this week that was talking about you know, a lot of times in the Christian life, we talk about you know walking by the Spirit and of course and and praying and things like that. But sometimes we build up the uh, the false idea that we can, like, we just pray, God change my heart, do this in my life, and if He does good, and if not, then it's God's fault because He should be working in my life to mm-hmm. change this. So the idea of like working for the Lord and working toward obedience and like living that out ourselves uh is all in the bible Mm -hmm. and so the idea of like for instance self-control it's a fruit of the spirit but it's self-control and so the like there's got to be some effort on our part right and so i'd say that the same is true whenever you're talking about these things that we're concerned over yeah we should be concerned yeah, we pray about those things, give those things to God. Yeah, we we make an effort to help in those things. I mean, uh, He commands, you know, we see those commands to like give to the needy and and feed the the hungry and those kind of things. Don't just say, well, I'll pray that you get some food. Mm-hmm. Like do some things, mm-hmm. right? And so we see all that in scripture. And so like with the idea of of concern, yes, we pray to the Lord. But sometimes God's answer to that prayer is us doing the ministry. Mm-hmm. And so we have to keep that in mind. So as you are perhaps concerning yourself, don't worry about it. Don't have anxiety about it. Put it in God's hands. But yet, still do what you can do to help the situation, you know, and understand that, that uh, God is going to be working through you as you live by the Spirit. But also, uh, as you're praying, God may decide to work a miracle mm-hmm. that just that he can't work through human hands that he just does it and um whatever the situation is so that you know I, again i think sometimes that we get the idea that not being worried about something or having concern with it or whatever is just you pray and then you don't do nothing or, or don't do anything, and then uh you, you don't just, do nothing. Yeah, sorry, you don't do anything, and then you just leave the results up to God, yeah. and and you just sit. But you know, I think God wants us to to um, to work in ministry and what He's called us to do, and all. I of that don't want to spoil
0: so. next week's podcast or this Sunday's sermon, but one thing that uh I'm preaching Sunday. And one thing I did I found cool in my studying was exactly what you're talking about. In in the next verses in Philippians, Paul says that he has learned to be content. Mm -hmm. He he didn't just pray and it came to him. He had to learn and it was a he had to work for it. Mm -hmm. And we just don't think Sometimes we don't think that that's how it goes.
1: Yeah, and sanctification, yeah, it's God working in our lives, but we work toward it. Yeah, and with
0: with him working in our lives
1: yeah and there's like without his power and him working in our lives there's no way we could do it yeah mm -hmm. but when you have the two combined together um then that is that is the ideal thing that we see in scripture Mm -hmm. and so the same is true when you're talking about worry anxiety yeah don't worry about anything don't have anxiety about anything pray about it be concerned where concern is necessary and then do what you can as god works through you to to help with situations and and to help one another and to to give and and toward ministry and those who are needy and all those kind of things Um, but understand that ultimately everything that happens is either god working through you or god working in a situation or god working like totally above everyone else to accomplish his will
0: Good stuff. And man. there may
1: be even times that uh, that you're working, 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 because you think this is the right thing to happen, and that it just isn't happening. And mm-hmm. it could be that God it doesn't want something to to be the way you want it to be, or whatever. So
0: the good news we could talk is Romans eight twenty eight though. Yeah, exactly. That's the good news. Um, and we we'll could do. talk about this for a long time, but we really good. Uh, but we're we're pushing thirty three minutes, and I bet people <laughs> people on the podcast are probably enjoying it. People on Facebook are like. Seeing comments pop up and they're probably getting distracted.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. You said last week we were getting popular, so oh, we are because you're giving your autograph when you spend money at Sam's. Yeah, I with had your to debit today. card. I had
0: to today. Yeah, I had to get them autograph again at Sam's. <laughs> Crazy people. They just they I just, just love, keep getting you at Sam's. Love, they just love podcasts, man. <laughs>
1: well, I uh, I've enjoyed it.
0: Hey, since I'm preaching next week, do we need to switch seats? Like you sit over here and I sit over there. Nah, social distance. You already got that one.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. You've like, got COVID. I don't want it. <laughs> well, I'll uh <laughs> I'll we'll switch uh hats but not seats. All
0: right. Figurative hats, not yeah, right. real hats. Exactly. Governor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. See y'all next week.
1: This has been a presentation of Come to Him Ministries. We thank you for listening and hope you have been blessed. Come to Him is the teaching and preaching ministry of G.J. Farmer. For more resources that will help strengthen your faith, visit cometohim.org.